Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Uh, and uh, this is the one and only show, of course, where we talk about all things movie news, video games, comic books, television, and all that sorts of good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, what an episode we got for you guys today. We're going to be talking about uh, sp- a new Space Jams trailer. We're going to be talking about Ryan Johnson getting a bonus for Knives Out 2. We're going to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, box office smash, uh, and yeah, just a ton of other stuff to talk about. But I uh, wanted to address something um, as regards to, now as I'm recording this, the episode has not gone up yet, but um, as I as I have announced, Throwback Thursday is taking a little bit of a break. Um, but while Throwback Thursday is on a little bit of a hiatus, uh, shows like the Zeke Sedso show and the Webster's podcast, uh, will continue. Um, especially because, um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And also guys, uh, I have officially announced, uh, the, uh, official name of our of the Zeke said so uh, film productions uh, branch. Uh, yes, we have the. I've decided to uh, branch out and not just make podcasts, but uh, create our own uh, little little studio here at Zeke said so. So, um, so if you want to go on YouTube, definitely check that out. It's Zeke said so. Uh, YouTube.com slash Zeke said so. And definitely go and check that out. Uh, you guys will get um, to see what because we we you know uh, showed off our our new studio kind of intro, so that's uh, gonna be pretty fun. Uh, can't wait to get started on as far as uh, 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 making future projects <laughs> for that uh, production company. Uh, so definitely can't wait. Uh, big things are happening. Big things are happening. Uh, as far as uh, Zeke said so is concerned. Once again, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm dealing with allergies right now. It's it's allergy season, man. I just can't can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. But either way, guys, let's go ahead and let's just get started with all of the stuff we got going on in the world of movie news. And the first thing we're talking about is this. We got a new uh, our first look. Uh, an official trailer uh, for Space Jam 2. Um, So we're just going to go ahead and I'm going to play the trailer. And uh, I'll kind of talk about, I'll kind of break it down. I'll kind of pause certain things and talk about it uh, as the trailer goes on. So let's go ahead and play this. Do... Here it is. Alright, let's go ahead and play this. Oh, that's an ad ad for Google. Yes, this is Space Jams 2, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, here we go. You got amazing potential on the court, and I can help you get there. That's not what I want, Dad. You never let me do what I want to do. You never let me just do me. Hold up, wrong floor. 
So already they're setting up a very different story than that first mo movie. What in the Matrix hell? That is my, that's one of my favorite lines of the trailer. What in the Matrix hell? <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines of the trailer. I don't even care. The server verse. The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. Oh! What is this? Oh! I'm a cartoon? Yeah. What's up, Doc? To assemble Superman, Gandalf, and King Kong. See, I don't know how I feel about this, guys. Like, let me be honest with you. First of all, all the cameos here I'm, I'm very excited about, but... See, part of what made that first Space Jam movie so much fun was you were seeing uh, uh, Michael Jordan. You were seeing these uh, this really famous basketball player kind of interact with these cartoonish characters in their traditional forms. Um, and I feel like that's gone now because they're making them... CG like I don't know maybe maybe it will work and and you know um, maybe in the in the context of the movie it will work but for me if if you're asking me personally I just don't like the little the 3d CGI look uh, for these characters just because um, I've just always seen them one way you know I've always seen these characters looking one specific way and not, you know, 3D animation, you know. But I guess that could be the same case for um, for uh, Pokemon. You know, Detective Pikachu, you know. Uh, fans of Pokemon always saw uh, Pikachu as one specific way and in one specific art form. And uh, now, they're see now they got to see him in live action. And, you know, they got to see the movie and they were happy with how he looked, you know. Just, so... Who knows? Maybe in the in the context of the movie, it might work. I just don't. I I'm just saying, me personally, I wouldn't have gone the 3D animation look. I would have just stuck to the traditional kind of hand drawn look that the characters have always been um, established with. But eh, eh, I guess I guess it is what it is. <laughs> you gotta win this game. Let's end this. Yes, cross and get our son back. 
classic. Welcome to the spaceship. A new legacy. I'm going this is so funny. <laughs> Uh, that was funny. Um, so I um I like the uh, the first Space Jam movie. It's actually pretty fun, and I've liked the Looney Tunes in uh, live action films. Um, yes, yes, I'm not gonna lie. I even enjoy that Brendan Fraser Looney Tunes movie that they made. What was it? Back in Action. I enjoy that movie. I don't even care. It's so bad. It makes no sense whatsoever. But I like it a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I just remember. I just vividly remember one scene where Brendan Fraser goes backstage and punches himself like in the face. Like I just remember that one scene. Let me. Gosh, let me see if I can find that scene now. Um. Because it's, I just remember that one scene from that, uh, Looney Tunes. Um, let's see. Hang on, guys. Sorry, I'm trying to look this up. So completely unprofessional. I should have this up by now. And I can't find it. Oh, here it is. I believe this is it. Yeah, no, that's not it. Never mind. Uh, okay, well, you know what? I'm not gonna waste any more time. Um, anyway, no, I I've always liked. Um, I love the first Space Jams, and I really do like. I actually really did like Back in Action. Um, and I want to be excited for this, guys. I just um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I didn't have interest in a Space Jam still. Like, don't get me wrong. I really like that first one. Um, and there was a part of me that wants to be excited. I don't know. I think it's just because I'm, and, and maybe this is, this isn't, um, a reality show. We're not like talking about, we, we like to talk about movies here, but I'm just going to say this right now. Um, I understand that LeBron James is a great basketball player. I just never thought he was like he was in um oh what was that movie he did with Amy Schumer? It was the comedy oh gosh. He was like friends with Bill Hader's character in that movie. Oh 
I can't remember the name of the movie, but he was in that. And I just never thought he was that good of an actor. And even in this, I just look at him in this movie and I'm just like, it's he's just LeBron James. He's not, you know, he he doesn't he, he stick he sticks out, but in a bad way. He sticks out in a in a very bad way, you know. Um. Um. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> but. I'll give the I'm gonna give this movie the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's not like I'm gonna just flat out say it it sucks. Um, because I don't want to do that. I wanna give this movie a fair shot just like I would um any other movie. So I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. And when this movie opens up in theaters, I will I will go see it. You know. Um but I'm just gonna say as of right now. I don't have that deep of of an interest in this sequel. Um, Personally, because I feel like it's just a little bit too late. I feel like if we were going to get a Space Jams 2, we would have gotten one years ago. (laughs) Um, uh, Like maybe after, maybe before Looney Tunes back in action. Um, But, eh, eh, whatever. Uh, All right. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, move on to the next, uh, uh, topic. And that is this. Uh, so we talked about it last week right here on the Zeke Sensor show that Knives Out 2 and 3 were sold to Netflix for $450 million. Well, the final payout that the final amount that Netflix paid for the sequels was a grand total of $469 million. And as a part of that $469, um, Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig both got uh, huge, huge paychecks <laughs> for the Knives Out sequels. Um, uh, Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig both received $100 million for each movie. Uh, uh, let me say that again. A hundred million dollars each for the sequels. That is insane. So, <laughs> um, I've I'm hearing a lot of mixed feelings about this. I'm hearing number one, good on Netflix, but I'm hearing two. That this was a bad, bad idea. Now, if you're looking at it from a business perspective, yes, it is a terrible investment. Because let's just face it, Netflix is not going to make any money off of these sequels. They're not making any money off of these sequels by putting them on their service. But. Let me just add something here. I don't think that is the number one priority for Netflix. The number one priority for Netflix right now is to um, gain content for their streaming service. 
um, you know, Disney Plus and HBO Max are kind of uh, kind of nipping at their heels a little bit. You know, HBO Max just released the Snyder Cut, then Godzilla vs. Kong, and now and and pretty soon they're going to be releasing Mortal Kombat. Um, and we're seeing them release more and more of their of their films uh, uh, that were supposed to be theatrical only, but are now going uh, to theaters and on HBO Max. Um, and um, Disney is going to be releasing their their movies also. I mean, we we just got a new trailer for Cruella, and that's also going to go both in theaters and on Disney Plus. So, you know, we got. Um, we got Disney Plus, and also Disney Plus, don't forget Disney Plus is also releasing all the MCU shows, which are getting a lot of critical buzz right now, like, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, which just recently came out, um, you know, Disney Plus has so much coming out within the coming year, and Netflix wants to keep their title as the king of streaming, you know, they want to keep that title as the king of streaming. And how are they going to do that? By getting talent like Ryan Johnson. Getting these directors. And also, as part of this deal, Ryan Johnson gets to do whatever the hell he wants to do with the sequels. He doesn't get to take any notes from Netflix. Which I am so happy with. I love it when creators can get really big paychecks like this and have creative freedom as well. Cause I'm, I'm someone who always fights for a director getting creative say in what they want to do. You know, if a director has a vision for the film, you let the director fulfill that vision, you know? Um, and I know with some studios, that's the exception. Like with a Marvel movie, um, uh, Kevin Feige has a lot of say in what goes on. <laughs> um, but mostly, most like 95% of the time, I am on the side of, of, uh, of, uh, of filmmakers. Um, because I know they, they are the ones who know exactly what they're doing. Um, a studio exec has no idea what the hell they're doing. Uh, we saw that many, many times, well, especially re- most recently with uh, Justice League. You know, uh, studio executives just have no idea what they're doing when it comes to creating something and and actually uh, making a film work. You know, making a film from scratch. They don't know what they're doing. You know, all they know is dollar signs, ding 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 ding. You know, and I like it that Netflix, especially since Netflix really fucked over, sorry for my language, but they really fucked over the Avatar creators and didn't give them the creative freedom that they should have gotten. I like the fact that Netflix is saying, no, 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 no. We'll give you $100 million, and as an added bonus, Ryan Johnson, do whatever you want with those sequels. And Ryan Johnson's probably sitting there like, I could do whatever I want with the sequels. Okay. And is going away, kind of probably writing something extremely like out of this world insane. You know? Um and and that's and that's what I um 
that's that's what I really love. I I love that. Um, but as many people have shared, um, is this a bad business decision? Is this a bad investment? I should say, yes, it is a very bad investment because again, you spent half a mil half a billion dollars on something that isn't a proven franchise. Yes, the first film was very successful. But you're spending money on something that isn't a proven franchise yet. However, I think this Knives Out is going to be a successful franchise. I think once you release a trailer for Knives Out 2, fans who love the first one are going to see that trailer and go, "Oh my gosh, they're back with another with another Benoit Blanc mystery and I can't wait." You know, I mean, this movie had my money already. Like I was going to watch this movie regardless, you know. Um um but anyway, yeah. Um I almost lost what I was talking about. But anyway, um I think this is yes, this is not so much of a great business decision a uh, decision however um i think we need to put our trust in um netflix as far uh well at least put our trust in ryan johnson cuz honestly let's face it as when it comes to creativity netflix just like most studios have no idea what the fuck they're doing um but uh but yeah that that that's kind of my thoughts on it all right let's talk about one more topic and that one more movie news topic and that is this uh Godzilla versus Kong has made history by uh being uh by making the most money post the pandemic. Um, uh, now, a lot of people are probably going to say, but Zeke, there was no movies that came out during the pandemic. What, what, how, what do you mean? Um, what they were, com- what the, what the bit was, what the industry, what everyone's comparing it to is how much money um, Wonder Woman 1984 made and how much money uh, uh Why am I forgetting the name of it? Uh, Tenant. There we go. Uh, how much money uh, Tenant made? Um, now, I thought we'd bring this up here. So we can take a look at Godzilla uh, versus... Oh, no. Dang it. Okay, hold on. Oh, I guess I could have clicked that right there. Okay. Um, so, as of right now, so far, domestically, uh, it has made $48.5 million, $237.3 million worldwide, and uh, 
internationally it's made 237.3 million dollars and and for a worldwide total Godzilla versus Kong is close very close to a to 300 million dollars um have they announced what the bu- have they released what the budget of this movie was no they haven't okay well oh no Anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, I just dropped my, my, my thing. Give me one second. Zeke said so show the most unprofessional movie show, uh, on the internet, but who, who cares? Um, uh, anyway, guys, so yeah, Godzilla versus Kong has made history and has made, uh, a grand total of $285 million worldwide. Uh, it is getting close to, uh, 300 so um and that is huge considering that tenant and wonder woman uh uh when they opened up only made i believe uh 9.5 million dollars on their opening weekend and both of them ended up being flops now the big difference between those two and godzilla versus kong is that when Godzilla vs. Kong came out, both New York and LA theaters were open. And those are the two biggest markets in the world. Um, two of the biggest markets here in the US is the uh, uh, LA uh, movie theaters and the uh, New York movie theaters um, are two of the biggest markets in the in in the states um so during the pandemic when we didn't have new when new york and la did not have movie theaters open because people in la and new york were being stupid and didn't want to take this thing um didn't didn't want to follow the 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 rules and guidelines that that uh that you know, those of authority set in place, um, uh, it cost movies like Wonder Woman and Tenet to lose money. Um, uh, and so that's why Godzilla vs. Kong has been able to make the amount of money that it did because, again, you had movie theaters and in both uh, New York and L.A., uh, open. Um, now, someone asked me a very interesting question. They said, Zeke, what if, what if movie theaters did not have um, uh, 25% capacity? How much money would Godzilla vs. Kong have made? I honestly think if if the movie theaters weren't at twenty five percent, let's say if they were at, uh, let's say if they were at full capacity, let's just say that for that would never happen. By the way, that would never happen, especially since they just opened. That's not happening. But let's say that they were at full capacity. I think Godzilla vs Kong would have made far more money. Uh, would have made far more than it did on its opening weekend 
than uh, 48 uh would have made far more money uh, far far more far anyway would have made a lot more money than it did on its opening weekend definitely would have made a lot more money so if i had to guess i would say it would probably would have made like 70 million had it had movie theaters have been open in full capacity because the monsterverse Here's the thing with the MonsterVerse is that each film hasn't made more. I think the highest, the the biggest opening weekend for the MonsterVerse franchise was uh, 2014's Godzilla, which ended up make which ended up opening up at like ninety million dollars on its on its opening weekend. You know, so and. Kong Skull Island opened up to $70 million, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters opened up around the same as uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which was uh, $50, uh, $50 million. So, so I don't think uh, Godzilla vs. Kong would have made $100 million, but I do believe it probably would have hit like the $70 or $80 million mark, uh, probably somewhere around that ballpark if uh, movie theaters were open at a full capacity, so... All right, guys. Um, but that is going to do it for the movie news segment. Um, we are going to move right on to the Q&A segment. Um, but before we do that, it's time to take the Zeke Set So commercial break. So sit back, relax, and the Zeke Set So show will be right back. What is up guys, it is me Zeke the Geek here and I am the host of the best podcast on you on the internet called the Zeke Said So Show. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, then go to the Zeke Said So Show where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, uh, you know, anything, anything and everything we talk, we talk about it. I'm joined by uh, some guests including the including Robert the Ghostwriter Martinez and that one kid or whoever want, whoever else wants to be on my podcast, they are welcome to join. I am joined by one guest or sometimes it will just be me by myself and you, and you guys get to join us as I take your questions after I talk about three movie news topics. We're talking about all things nerd stuff, nerd related and geek related. So if you are a fan of movies, television, video games, and comic books and much, much more, Go go start listening to the Zeke Said So show on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That is where it can be found. Zeke Said So show, Anchor podcast. Go check it out. Throwback Thursday is better than ever. If you go to the podcast feed on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, you can go support Throwback Thursday. Starting on January 9th, you will get more Throwback Thursdays. Starting with my review for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. And we're going to be reviewing all types of movies. Whether they came out in in the 20s or whether they came out last year. Whether they came out the year before that. Whenever they came out before now, we are going to review those movies for you guys. So if you're interested, go check out the Throwback Thursday on the podcast feed. On the Zeke Said So podcast feed. Go check it out. And let's go back to... Well... 
the past. All right, guys, and we are back with this week's episode of the uh, Zeke Said So Show. And uh, uh, first of all, before we get into the Q&A questions, I just got to say something. A little bit of behind the scenes. I, I know I like to tell you a little bit about the behind the scenes, but who cares? Um, so I actually record the Zeke Said So Show on two separate days. I record the movie news and review segment on Thursday and then I'll review the I'll do the Q&A questions on Fridays cuz I usually like to give people time to send in any last minute Q&A questions. Um but this was this was actually really fun. So I so in between then I usually watch uh Falcon and Winter Soldier cuz it drops on on Fridays. Um usually I'll watch around midnight, but I I just was so tired last last night. I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm just gonna go to. Well, yeah, last night, yeah, because this is going up today at six. Um, but so I I go to bed. I fall asleep, and then all of a sudden I wake up and I turn on the episode because I decided I want to watch the episode before I, uh, you know, before I have to uh, go to work today. So I woke wake up. I watch the episode. I gotta tell you guys, this I know I'm I'm not gonna I'm not doing it I'm not full, I'm not gonna do a dedicated review for it just because I do that on the Web Slingers podcast. But I will tell you this right now, guys, I love this episode so much, and it's just like it's um, it it was great. But I yeah this this um episode has my favorite kind of ending of any of the MCU uh, movies or TV shows. Um, Now, this isn't the finale. There's like two more episodes to go after this, but I'm telling you what, man, the ending of this most recent episode uh, is really, really cool. I was, I'm actually in the middle of watching it for the second time, uh, but I'm going to finish the rest of it when i uh finish answering your guys's q a questions which we are going to do right now so let's go ahead and let's get started uh, with your guys's q a questions how do you guys send in the q a questions it's very very simple you guys send them in through twitter instagram or the youtube comment section and i will make sure to answer them right here on the zeke said so show also i also take q a questions for the web Swingers podcast and if you're going to send in a q a question for the web Swingers podcast or the zeke said so show Make sure you, and this is something that I need to stress to you guys, man, because a lot of people, I have noticed a lot of people have uh, been forgetting to do this. When you guys send in a Q&A question, make sure you put hashtag Zeke said so or hashtag Web Slingers podcast if you're sending them in through Twitter, um, um, which is very rarely, I rarely ever, ever get Q&A questions from Twitter, but. If you're sending them in through Instagram, which is where basically all of these questions came from Instagram, if you're sending them in through Instagram, just put at the top, Zeke said so, then skip a couple lines and then put in your question, uh, uh, you know, um, and then uh, and then ask your question and then I'll, because it helps me, uh, it helps uh, me and my team uh, separate the questions because that's what we have to do before every show. Um, we have to take the questions and we have to separate each one of them. And sometimes it gets a little 
frustrating for um, members of my team to not be able to um, uh, to not be able to separate the questions when we don't know what which show it's for. So definitely make sure you guys go ahead and do that before um, before uh, asking your question. Just put at the top. Just put Zeke said so, or if you're sending into the Webster's podcast, Webster's podcast, or I mean, I also take Q and A questions for Avatar the After Show. If you're gonna send one in for Avatar the After Show, put on the top of it Avatar the After Show. So, um, so there's that. Um, so let's go ahead and let's just go ahead and take these Q and A questions if I can. Oh no, what did I do? Okay, um, <laughs> let's go ahead and take these Q&A questions. Um, so the first one is, when did you make the decision to be on YouTube slash podcasting? Also, how could someone make a living off of it? Um, I'll answer the second one first. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm making a living off of it. Um, um, yes, I do earn a little bit of money, but... Honestly, that's why I have a real job outside of YouTube, <laughs> outside of this, just because there's not a ton of money to be made on here, uh, unless you're someone like a John Campia or Chris Stuckman who uh, has been on it for more than 10 years and has been just working and clawing their way to the top. Um, honestly, um, I think if I think if um, you're gonna be on YouTube or sla- or or if you're going to be on YouTube or you're going to start a podcast, do it do it as a hobby. Have it start off as a hobby. Start start it off as something you're passionate about. And if you and if you start making money on it, then that's great. You know, I remember when I started making money on it, I I remember when I first started making money on uh on YouTube, I was like, "Oh, this is I don't need to I don't need to go to work." And then all of a sudden, um, yeah, I uh, paid the paid the consequences of that. So, um, so just 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 start doing it as a hobby. Don't get too focused on the uh, on the uh, money aspect of it, um, or at least don't get too caught up in it. You know, because um, although I do make some money off my podcast, I still go to my regular job because. Let's be honest, it pays me more. <laughs> so there's that. Um, when did I make the decision to be on YouTube and podcast, YouTube slash podcasting? Um, it really came down to um, I was, um, I was just a kid who loved movies. Uh, I grew up watching and basically studying like behind the scenes, the making of movies, and. I never really had an outlet to share it with. And, you know, a lot of my friends who love, who like movies, you know, when I would uh, talk to them about a specific movie that I saw, like example, when I went to go see Star Wars The Force Awakens, I remember I would talk to one of my friends about it and they'd be like, oh yeah, it was great. I was like, and then, and I'd be like, but did it make you feel something like, like what was like, did it make you think about anything? Like, was there anything specific about it that stood out to you? And, you know, they would be like, no, it was, it was great, you know? 
Whereas for me, I'm obsessed with how movies can impact you um, emotionally. That's that's how I am. Um, and so I just always felt like I needed an outlet to share it on. And there, for me, there was no outlets to share it with, you know, um, my family, my family likes movies, but they're not like really deep into movies like I am, you know, I am like, I pay attention to the movie slash television slash comic book slash video game spear. I follow that way more than my family does. And I love my family very, very much. Don't, don't get that twisted. You guys, I love my family very much, but, um, I'm just saying when it comes to movies, I have far more knowledge than they do. Um, and I didn't really have an outlet to share that, to share that on. Um, so there was that, but also the other reason why I joined it was because, um, you know, I wanted to be, I want to be a filmmaker. That's what my eventual goal is. Um, and I thought if I could start a YouTube channel, um, nobody else can, like, if someone wants to be on my show, they got to follow, if someone wants to be on my channel, they got to follow kind of my direction because it is my channel and I kind of, um, run it how I see it. Um, you know, it's, it's. It's like uh, it, it's like being the director of a movie. You know, you get your, you start your own, you you make a movie and uh, you you write and direct a movie and you gotta, um, and in some cases if you produce your movie you gotta, um, run it the way you see it. You know, um, and I never had that opportunity. You know, I I spent at that time I had spent two years of video production and I never had the opportunity to be in charge of like anything related to film or video or whatever. Um, and YouTube was the opportunity for me to do that. YouTube gave me that, that opportunity to be my own director, to be my own producer, to be my own writer. I can share my thoughts and my creative, my creative, um, endeavors with, someone out there who probably wants to who probably wants the same uh thing in life um and that's really what it came down to for me it's it wasn't really about when when i first started it wasn't really about oh boy i'm gonna make a million dollars on here no 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 no. it wasn't about that at all for me when i first started when i first started it was just about can i It was more about me wanting to share my love and my passion for this art form, for movies. Because I think everything that somebody creates starts with the love they have for it. Like example, um, uh, the what like what Stanley and Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby did, you know, 
They created all these heroes just based off the love they had for storytelling. They created all these heroes and all these stories just for the love they had for it, you know. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to create something out of the love I have for movies. So there that that's kind of what motivated me. And as far as podcasting goes, you know, podcasting um you know, YouTube was kind of that perfect uh transitioning into podcast. Because in 2016 I started the Zeke Stetzel show in 2016 um or at least an early version of the Zeke Setso show and I had stopped it and then I brought it back in 2017 then I pu- put a pause on it again and then it wasn't until 2019 um I started doing it as a side thing um just as something extra for the YouTube channel. And then when COPPA hit. Now, by the way, I should say this right now. This whole COPPA thing was really not worth freaking out about. That was basically just a miscommunication between Google and everyone else. But either way, my channel, uh, my, a lot of videos on my channel still got just deleted. Anyway, um, but... Um, but when COPPA happened, I was like, you know, this is just the perfect opportunity for me to transition into podcasting. I can still do YouTube videos, um, but maybe I can transition my movie reviews and my movie news stuff and my editorial stuff into podcasting and focus on making just, um, scripted stuff like skits short films stuff like that which is why um i have revealed the zeke said so pictures you know um so yeah anyway that's that's kind of what made what when did i make that decision uh to do it it was just out of the the love i had for movies And I would say I started doing it right around 2015. I started my channel right around 2015. So there was that. Um, Okay. Uh, Thoughts on Chris Terrio's comments on the theatrical cut of Justice League? Okay. (laughs) I mean, look, I respect Chris Terrio a lot. I mean, he did write the script for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which um, is honestly one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. I love it. Um, uh, let's see. What did he... Let's. So this is what Chris Terrio had to um, say about the... Um, uh, about the theatrical cut. He says, 20, The 2017 theatrical cut was an act of vandalism. Zach may be too much of a gentleman to say that, but I'm not. Now, it is no surprise that now that we've seen Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, we now know how much, how many 
things Joss Whedon changed in that movie. Now, Joss Whedon didn't change anything about the story because the story is pretty similar to the Snyder. The story to the Snyder cut is pretty similar to the theatrical cut. But the the big difference between the theatrical cut and the and the Snyder cut is a lot of character interactions. Um, we didn't get care. We didn't get a lot of character developments. Um, in the theatrical cut, we got basically one scene with each member before they became the Justice League. Whereas in Zack Snyder's Justice League, you get multiple scenes with each member before they become a team, you know, um, uh, also there's no, there's no CGI upper lip in the, in the Snyder cut. So there, so there's that as well. Um, and obviously we know that some crap went down during the justice league production and that it was run by a, a leadership at Warner Brothers who did not know what the F they were doing. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's continue on. Uh, so, Pepe Le Pew has... Oh, gosh, here we go again. <laughs> so, Pepe Le Pew was canceled from Space Jam 2. Uh, is Yosemite Sam next? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because they, yeah, they did cancel uh, the character of Pepe Le Pew from uh, Looney Tunes. I mean, so for those of you who don't know, and odds are, if you if you listen to the show, you probably do. But if you but if you don't know, I'll, for those of you who don't know, I'll, so about a year ago, right? Last year, they it was announced that uh, the character of um, Pepe Le Pew was um, cut from Space Jam's two, um, because you know there were some people who thought that the character was uh, a gl- a was a glamorizing rape, which if that's how you see it. I'm not going to judge you. If that's how you see it, I'm not going to judge you. But um, me personally, I never really. Um, uh, I, I, me personally, I never really uh, kind of. Um, I don't know. I just, I've never really uh, thought too much about it. But if that's how people see it, that's how people see it. I can't change that, but the character was cut from Space Jam's. Now, apparently, according to certain news sites, uh, the character had a scene in which he was going to get like, uh, um, like he was going to get like arrested for, um, for invading someone's personal space and stuff like that. And I feel like, uh, that would have been a um i feel like that would have been a better um uh i feel like that would have been okay just because it would have been a to a lesson to show people hey 
that kind of behavior is not okay and we're aware of that um we're aware that this character is doing something that maybe not that may not hold up as well and we realize what that was um but the character but but the reason why this question got brought up is because the Space Jam's 2 trailer obviously dropped which we talked about earlier and a lot of people were upset because the character of Pepe Le Pew was not in the trailer was nowhere to be found in the trailer um and they were also upset <laughs> they were also kind of going wait a minute the the guys from a Clockworks Orange are in there yet Pepe Le Pew isn't a lot in it was just this whole thing that's probably why we got this question in the first place um Excuse me. Uh, but is Yosemite Sam next? See, I I don't know. Like, because the character of Yosemite Sam uh, is an interesting kind of... Um, is interesting. Because, look, I don't like getting political on this show. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to give my stance on anything politics, right? But there isn't issue going on about guns <laughs> um there's a bit of an issue going on right now around guns and in the trailer we saw Yosemite Sam um you know kind of firing his guns at a basketball which honestly I found it funny like I <laughs> Sam shoot the ball <laughs> let's try that again shall we um I found it funny, and I always found the character of Yosemite Sam very funny. Um, but <sighs> but your your question isn't wrong. There is that character next. Is, is that character the next one to be canceled? And I'll be honest, the way the world is working right now, I, I do believe so because um, um, because there are going to be some people who are, who are going to probably get on there and say, the character deserves to be canceled because he promotes gun violence, which would be a ridiculous notion. Which, would, Again, I'm not saying he is, but there are going to be some people out there who say that. Just like there were people who wanted to cancel um, Blazing Saddles. Just like there were people who wanted to cancel Gone with the Wind. There's going to be people who want to do that because they are looking for the next thing to... They're they're looking at an, at an excuse. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say that out loud. I, I'm, I'm going to turn on my smart brain and go, no, maybe I shouldn't say that. But... Um, <laughs> Um, but anyway, so do I think the character is going to be canceled? Um, 
Personally, for me, I don't think any character from Looney Tunes should be canceled. <laughs> uh, just because I love those characters so much, and I don't know if I would want to see them to see Looney Tunes continue without those characters. Um, uh, like Yosemite Sam, or uh, you know, just a lot of these uh different characters. I would have. Um, I don't know if I'd want to uh, continue to watch um, anything involving the Looney Tunes without those characters, but um, but in today's culture, it's probably what's going to end up happening. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I don't think it's going to. I I personally don't think it's going to. But hey, you know what? Even though this was a very good reason. They did cancel the character. They did, um, they did um, cut the character of um, Apu off of the Simpsons. They took him off of the Simpsons. So, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that uh, Pepe Le Pew was was gone. So, anyway, all right. Uh, what sequel have you always wanted to see? A sequel that I've always wanted to see. That's a good question. Um. I'm telling you what, man. I'm waiting for my Green Lantern sequel. I'm no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Green Lantern two starring Ryan Reynolds. No, 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 no. God, no. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, no, I do not want to see a Green Lantern two. But what sequel have I? Do I want to see? <sighs> There's a lot, man. I want to see a third Hellboy movie with Ron Perlman. I want to see a sequel to Inside Out. Uh, the Pixar movie Inside Out. I'm looking at my movies and DVDs here. Um, I wish we would have gotten a sequel to Treasure Planet. That would have been pretty cool. Um, but I think my go-to answer here is, um, I think my, my go-to answer here has been one that I've mentioned so many times, and that is, uh, the 2017 Power Rangers. Um, that movie was so tragically underrated and it deserves a sequel honestly i think it deserves a sequel so eh, i don't know yeah yeah all right um rank the dark knight trilogy um dark knight batman begins dark knight rises all right let's go ahead and move on to the next question here. Uh, let's get a Captain Planet movie with Don Cheadle. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Um, for those of you who have not. Um, who don't know what we're talking about. Just look up Don Cheadle, Captain Planet. You'll thank me later. Um, Alright. Uh, besides Thor Ragnarok. What is your favorite Taika Waititi movie? Favorite Taika Waititi movie? That's a good question. Um, wow. 
Favorite Taika Waititi movie? It's a toss-up between... If we're taking Thor Ragnarok out of the equation, it's between... It's between what we do in the shadows and Jojo Rabbit. I think I might go with Jojo Rabbit. Because Jojo Rabbit was just such a fun movie. It was a fun movie to watch in the theater, honestly. I mean, okay, I shouldn't use the word fun. It was, yes, it had a lot of humor, but it was honestly one of the most emotional experiences I had watching a movie. Um, But, yeah, I'll go with Jojo Rabbit on that one. All right, uh, Sony just signed a major deal with Netflix. Do you think this will lead? S- wow, let me try this again. Do you think this will lead Sony to release delayed movies like Morbius or Uncharted on streaming? Okay, well the deal is now. Let me bring this up. Let me bring up what exactly uh, the deal is. So for those of you who don't know, um, uh, the deal was made. A deal was made. Uh, was announced yesterday that Netflix and Sony had um, made this deal to uh, uh, bring all major 2022 films to Netflix after their theatrical runs. Uh, the The list that includes uh, Morbius, Spider-Verse 2, and Uncharted. Um, uh, and then Netflix also gets first look at Sony's uh, streaming projects. So... Um, so there's that, um, um, and it was also announced that this was a, uh, a multi-year deal, a deal, so, um, so this could go, this, which means this could go on past 2022, what do I think of this? Well, it makes sense. You know, Sony uh, uh, Sony has uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. Uh, Sony is the same company that produces uh, that produces Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai is on Netflix. Sony Pictures Animation um, is going to be releasing that film. Oh, that animated film. What's it called? Um Oh, what's it called? It's the one about the family and the technology. Like, shoot. Let me bring this up here. Uh, um, let me, okay. The Mitchells versus the Machines. So, um, yeah, that this was supposed to be... Um, this was supposed to be a movie that came out last year in theaters, um, but Sony Pictures Animation is going to be putting it right on uh, on Netflix. So, so honestly, uh, I personally think that uh, yeah. So, so for me, it makes sense why Sony would make this deal with Netflix. Also. You know, Netflix just, again, like we mentioned earlier, Netflix is trying to be the top dog in the streaming. B- 
because they made this deal with Knives Out and now they're making the Sony deal, they want to be at the top of the food chain when it comes to uh, streaming services. That's what they want most. And I do believe that's what they're going to get with now because think about it. Morbius, Spider-Verse 2, Uncharted, these are movies that people are looking forward to. And if if people liked watching them in theaters, then like literally a few like I believe it's uh I believe the uh the deal that Sony made with Regal is like uh, 45 days. I think it was the same as Warner Brothers where they made a 45-day window. But let's just say after 45 days. After 45 days, Sony can put it on Netflix. And like let's say, let's say you loved Uncharted. You go see it a couple more times in theaters. But you can't get enough of it. And the 45-day window goes up and it goes up on Netflix. You're just like... Oh, I'm, I can watch this again and again and again now. This is a smart move on Sony's part and on Netflix's part. Um, and Netflix is pouring money because Disney Plus is right at their heels. HBO Max is right on their heels. Releasing new content basically every month. So... Um, so yeah, there, there's that. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is a, uh, a brilliant move on Netflix's part. Um, and on Sony's part, it's, it's a pretty good deal. So there's that. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you think is the worst, uh, book to film adaptation? Worst book to film adaptation. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say for me, There's been a lot of them. I think for me, it has to be um, The Hobbit. Um, I might change my tune if I th- if I think of anything else. But off the top of my head, I I'm gonna say The Hobbit trilogy. Um, that small little book. I I own the book, and that little tiny book. Ended up being three movies. It didn't need to be three movies. It could have been two solid movies. You could have had The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, and then The Hobbit there and back again. Have the first movie end with... um, With... uh, Have the first movie end right as they get to Erebor. And have the movie open with Bilbo interacting with Smaug. And then Smaug burning the village and stuff like that. You know, Act 1 can end with Smaug burning the village, uh, burning Lake Town. You know, like that would have been two really interesting movies that would have flowed better. Unfortunately, they they wanted to drag it out. And they had The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, which had a very slow start. And, you know, what a lot of people complained about that movie is like, oh, my gosh, it's taking forever just to get on the journey. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, Hobbit Desolation of Smaug was actually a pretty fast-paced movie. It was, it, for honestly, for being the middle chapter, it was a very fast-paced movie. Um, 
And then you had uh, the Battle of the Five Armies, which took no time to develop characters. And it was basically just action, action, action for an hour and a half. And then and then probably 20 minutes of closure, you know, um, maybe less, maybe like 15 minutes of closure. Um Actually, no, even less. That, like, I think, yeah, Thorin dies. Spoiler alert for The Hobbit, but Thorin dies, then all of a sudden, Bilbo's already saying goodbye to the other dwarves. So, yeah, no, there is, that's, not even, that's not even 15 minutes of closure. That's not even 10 minutes of closure. So, anyway, there's that. Um, when can we expect more announcements from Zeke Said So Pictures? Also, any new short films you're working on? As far as the short films, uh, I am not going to say that. Um, uh, when can we expect more announcements from Zeke Said So Pictures? Um, soon. Very, very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, with Godzilla vs. Kong making money, how do you think Mortal Kombat will do? Whew, it's hard to say. Um... I think it's going to do pretty well. I, I I choose to believe that it's going to do pretty well. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I'm choosing to believe it's going to do very well. So um, if I had to guess the opening weekend, I'm going to guess. I don't think it's going to uh, beat out Kong versus Godzilla's numbers just because I don't know people who are too excited for this um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 35 billion 30 35 million domestic opening for Mortal Kombat um all right favorite character from the Simpsons Ooh, I can't. Oh, that's hard because I really love a ball. Um, wow, that's a difficult. Um, let me do something here. I try, I try to think. Oh, you know who actually might be my favorite character? Um, and it's not any of the main characters. My favorite character might actually be the comic book guy. Uh, might actually be comic book guy. I just love this. I just love the way Hank Azaria plays him. He's just like... <laughs> I just, oh my gosh i just love him he's so funny um other characters uh, i love i love uh crusty the uh what's his name crusty the clown is that what his name is yeah uh i love him uh uh i really like 
But I like Bar. I like. I honestly, The Simpsons is one of those shows where I actually like every. Where I actually do like all of the characters. It's not just. I can't just pick one specific character that I that stands out. But I love them all. Honestly. All right, and the final question: uh, When can we expect another Zeke said so update video? <sighs> I've been trying to plan one. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know when. Um, honestly, guys, the, one of the biggest reasons why I even put a hiatus on Throwback Thursday is because I'm trying to figure out a way to fit everything. I'm still trying to figure out a way to fit everything into my new uh, schedule, into my work schedule. So it's 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 tough, guys. But uh, I will. Uh, I'll. I'll, I'll I'll keep you guys posted. Um, definitely going to get back on Instagram more, and I'm going to be posting, and I'm going to be posting updates and stuff like that. So keep your eyes out uh, for that. Uh, but anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the Zeke Said So Show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank, guys, thank you to all of you who sent in uh, Q&A questions. Uh, and you gave us really... Uh, fun topics to talk about and uh uh and uh yeah um let's see do i want to announce anything else uh nope that seems about it uh make sure you guys go subscribe to the youtube channel uh click on that subscribe button to the youtube channel also make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast feed uh and share the podcast it does help it does help more people see it if you share the podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.